in our in our deen in our tradition the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam reminds us that the the most although there are many qualities that you look for in a person the most important quality that you look for in a person is their faith mm-hmm. that is this person going to be someone who's going to help me in my faith not some fantasy like if you're not waking up for fajr before marriage and you think somehow miraculously after you get married you and your wife are going to wake up for fajr or you and your husband are going to wake up for fajr and recite quran together no it, 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 you know all of that requires struggle right uh, but but what i mean to say is that you know coming out of this sort of fantasy world but if you are, if truly you you believe that this person is going to make you a better person is going to keep you on steadfast on islam that you will continue to grow together you will continue to practice deen together so that not just for the sake of this life but in the hereafter you will both and your family will succeed because it's all about the hereafter the life of this world is very temporary Assalamu alaikum this is Nirav with the Halal Podcast where we discuss pertinent Islamic issues with key Muslim figures this episode is brought to you by HalalWeddings.com. Halal Weddings provides a streamlined service to book an imam, to perform your nikah, or to speak at your wedding. They also offer customized wedding planning services, venue bookings, and more. Visit them at HalalWeddings.com. What are the important characteristics of a good spouse? How should we judge a potential marriage candidate? What happens when parents make demands based on culture, in race rather than proper Islamic practice. We have Imam Tahir with us today to navigate through the process of selecting the right spouse. Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum. We're here with the Halal Podcast and I'm here, Nirav here with Imam Tahir. And we're going to talk about something that I think is very important and it's a popular question that comes up to halalweddings.com very often Uh, and it really revolves back to what to look for in a spouse but the question at hand that comes up a lot is um, issues with young people who are saying that their parents aren't okay with you know, them marrying so-and-so person or so-and-so, someone from a certain culture, a background, and it becomes this thing. And we've it's gotten to the point where there are nikahs and marriages that are conducted and the parents aren't present. And it's uh, it's something that's interesting. And I, I, I wanted to bring this up and discuss this with Imam Tahir and to get some ideas on, you know, what should we be looking for in spouses for both uh, men and women looking to get married, and uh, what's the role of parents? What can what what's the say that parents have in terms of um, guiding their child to what they believe to be the right direction, and 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 where can they draw the line, and uh, how do we negotiate this process? Obviously, living in the West, it's a it's very um, common situation. You can say we have people from all different cultures and backgrounds, and if you have immigrant parents, they're not used to that. So then we, we have this classic clash of, of cultures. Um, so let's open it up with that. Imam Tahir, what, what are your thoughts? I'm sure you've come across this a lot, a lot. And Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I would like to begin with a very famous and well known hadith 
a tradition of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, where the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that in this specific case, he says a woman. He says a woman is married for four things: her wealth, her family status, her beauty, and her religion. And the Prophet ﷺ says, "Fadfar din, choose the one who is religious, the one who has deen, faith, religion in her life. Taribat uh, yadak. If you don't, he says, or otherwise, you will be at great loss." I think that what's happening in today's day and culture is that people by their nature have so many interesting and weird <laughs> expectations as to what my wife or husband should be like mm -hmm. um, that people are completely forgetting what the Prophet ﷺ taught us and if we reflect back on the prophetic, our example is the Prophet Our example is the prophetic community mm -hmm. of Medina, where the Prophet in the famous um, story of immigration, made the you know there wasn't there wasn't immigration. Immigration is pretty big today. Back in the day, there was not a lot of immigration. Mm -hmm. You traveled for business. Sometimes you were gone for months on end, but you came back. But you, the land that you were born in and your forefathers were born in was the land that you lived in. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, we don't have that anymore. It's, it's very different. And so when people immigrated, the Prophet ﷺ said, this is your brother, this is your sister. And he made it very clear that as long as you were faithful, uh, you had faith, you were Muslim, you were each other's brothers and sisters. In other words, you were each other's extended community. And so, so with that in mind, and of course this lasted for generations because people were of a homogenous culture in so many different lands. That has definitely changed in Western lands where people are no longer of, of one culture. People mm -hmm. are, are of, of various different cultures. So again, you know, I've heard of people talking, uh, using terms like trophy husband or trophy wife, or, you know, this is what he or she has to be, or these are my <laughs> priorities and so on and so forth. By the way, I'm not going to put the blame on the parents. I'm going to put the blame on people that are wanting to get married as well. They also have these uh, interesting uh, expectations as to what they want their, um, you know, spouse uh, to be like. And so with that said, you know, we are, this is, this is a, this is a Muslim podcast. This is a, you know, a podcast in which we do talk about faith and faith is a part of who we are. That in our, in our deen, in our tradition, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam reminds us that the, the most, although there are many qualities that you look for in a person, the most important quality that you look for in a person is their faith. Mm -hmm. That is this person going to be someone who's going to help me in my faith? Not some fantasy. 
Like if you're not waking up for Fajr before marriage and you think somehow miraculously after you get married, you and your wife are going to wake up for Fajr or you and your husband are going to wake up for Fajr and recite Quran together. No, it, 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 you know, all of that requires struggle, right? Uh, but but what I mean to say is that, you know, coming out of this sort of fantasy world, but if you are, if truly you're, you believe that this person is going to make you a better person, is going to keep you on steadfast on Islam, that you will continue to grow together, you will continue to practice deen together, so that not just for the sake of this life but in the hereafter you will both and your family will succeed because it's all about the hereafter the life of this world is very temporary and so when we have that deen on our mind and when we're looking at people with the lens of faith and deen all the which is what the prophet taught us a lot of these issues simply mm. go away right mm -hmm. and so a lot we we are definitely muslim but many of us have these cultures that are so ingrained into our lifestyles that you know culture we, we you know culture becomes such a great part of who we are um that we tend to forget that deen our faith comes before our culture uh, so to 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 go back to where you started we're talking about you know people of different races um different backgrounds getting married I think Muslims need to, Muslims in the West or mm -hmm. Muslims in America, uh, need to acknowledge that m most young men and women born here or raised here identify themselves to be Muslims and American much more than they will identify themselves to be of the culture and land, the beautiful culture and beautiful land that their parents and grandparents come from. Um, my own family is, is from India, um, but my children identify themselves to be more part of the American culture with, with the mix of the Indian. You know, my kids mm -hmm. love Indian food and they probably have Indian food over other food any day. But, you know, they, they, they identify part of their culture of who they are or how they plan to live their life or you know, as their identity, they're probably more Western or American or part of this land, mm -hmm. you know, as they say, as American as apple pie. So mm -hmm. that's that's who they are as people. And I think that pa parents, whether you're immigrant or not, you need to, more for immigrants though, acknowledge, to begin with, to acknowledge that. That look, my kids are born here or raised here. And this is the society, this is the culture they understand far better than anyone else. And because, and, and as Muslims practicing, those who attend mosques, events, fundraisers, Sunday schools, and so on and so forth, um, you need to acknowledge that these, this is your community. This is your family. Mm -hmm. This is your village. So just as back home when you would end up getting married to someone in your family or your community or in your village in America, this is your village. Mm -hmm. My village is my local mosque. Mm -hmm. And so more often than not, my children are going to find, inshallah, Muslim, right? Yep. Inshallah, find someone, God willing, in my village, in my community. Um, and if, if, 
I, I, I'm a little harsh in my khutbahs at times, and I will just repeat it, that, look, if, if, you're, if you're not willing to acknowledge that, you might as well just pack up and go back home to wherever mm-hmm. you're from. Guess what? Even if you decide to pack up and go back home, your kids are not coming with you. Uh, or if they do, yeah. at a certain age, they are coming back because this is home for them. So when we have, when our mind is clear around these issues and we are able to set aside these stereotypes or even blatant racism within the Muslim community aside, our minds and hearts are open to the idea um, and we don't look at a person of another race as the other. Rather, we truly look at them as one of us. Mm-hmm. So th- I think that's really crucial. Now, I, I do want to just interject here really quickly and say that if if a parent, you know, if if people, you know, people, we're still living in an age where we're still tied to our motherlands or mother tongues or certain foods and so on and so forth. And if someone... Uh, feels that they may be better off marrying into a certain kind of a culture, then that's that person's decision. That's that the domain of that individual. And there's nothing you can't stop anyone from doing that. But it would not be fair to enforce that upon someone uh, who chooses otherwise. Mm-hmm. Right? As long as it's within the boundaries of the laws that have been set down for us. And so parents, first of all, need to acknowledge that, look, we are living in a different time in a different place, and it's not back home. And because we are living in a certain community, family, village, that's where our children are going to, inshallah, find their spouses. And so not to make marriage difficult. In other words, mm-hmm. if your child comes home and in, wants to introduce someone to you who may not be of that same background, then you have to be really open to the idea. But I also want to add two Mm. things. A lot of parents, and I guess this is more about parents than anyone else, a lot of parents don't even talk to their children about marriage. Mm. So parents, when children are 15, 16, growing up, I mean, 15, 16 year old can be a mother or a father. Let's, I mean, let's be real. And they are, and, and, I mean, and they yes, I mean, and they won't, the and they won't, they won't talk to their children about marriage. You know why? Because they fear that if we talk to our children about marriage, it's going to be on their minds, and if it's going to mm. be on their minds, it's going to be a priority. And if it becomes a priority, they're not going to go to college, or they're not going to yeah. get a degree, yeah. and they're not going to get a master's. And so, all of a sudden, the problem we are having is that you have 22, 23, 24 year olds who have absolutely no idea what to look for in a spouse. So this is a conversation. It's interesting we talk about this. On on, on Sunday night, two nights ago, we were, uh, a few nights ago, we were, we were at a dinner, and um, the adults happened to be in a different place, and I just happened to be with my own sons and my nephews. And uh, we were, I just, I don't know how, but we started talking about this, and I gave them an example. I said, okay, hold on. You're about to buy a car. Mm-hmm. Do you know what to look for in a car? And so these are, these are, kids between the ages of 17 and 12, mm-hmm. right? And so they're like, yeah, um, you should look and see uh, the mileage, um, whether the condition is right or wrong, uh, whether it's working, mm-hmm. it is, is it an American car versus a Japanese car? <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, yeah, these are yeah. kids. Things, and, and, you know, and so I said, okay, whether it has a clean title or not, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, these are, these are things that, you, now you may want a car that has high mileage, that's fine. You may want a car that's salvage, but at least you know what to look for. Mm-hmm. We're, we have young men and women who don't even know what 
to look no, no. for because their parents haven't shared that with them out of fear that, um, you know, if we talk to them about marriage, then, oh, my God, they're going to get married and they're going to they're not going to get their bachelor's. They're not going to get their master's. And they're, mm. so you almost you have this entire generation that doesn't even know what to look for. Secondly, if as a parent you have certain expectations, hey, look. You know, they got to be Muslim. Hey, they got to be practicing. Hey, they got to be people who go to the masjid regularly. They got to be people who, who, you know, if you don't set those expectations with your children, then they know nothing about your expectations. Mm -hmm. So if they bring home someone who doesn't match your realistic expectations, I don't know who's to blame. You know, they're not just going to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so to give you another example, and for me, this is you know this is very real life. This is very practical for me. Um, uh, about a, about two years ago, a, a family that I know really well um, called me and said, "Hey, it's urgent. We need to meet with you." And I said, "Look, I'm I'm really busy. I just you know." I said, "No, no, it's really urgent." So I said, "Okay, the only time and place I can meet with you is like today at home. Like mm-hmm. I can't be anywhere. Like if you want, you can come home. I can sit down with you for." you know, a, a block of time. And after that, it's got to be over. And so they ended up coming to my house and they said, oh, you know, our child has found someone to get married to. And, uh, you know, we're panicking. I'm like, what are you panicking about? Oh, um, you know, they didn't this, that and the other. I'm like, your child has completed college. Mm-hmm. They have a job. Oh, th- so the argument was, oh, they should have come to us and told us about getting married. And, you know, we would have helped mm-hmm. them find a spouse. I'm like, so my, my answer to them was, what were you waiting for? <laughs> oh, you know this. I'm like, you know this what? Yeah. Um, and, and the answer I gave to them was, look, I've got a 16-year-old son. At the time, my son was 16. I said, you know, i got a 16-year-old son in the house right now. Maybe let me step away. Why don't you talk to him? Mm. And he may not have a great idea of what he needs to get, you know, but, you know, I've set certain expectations. My mm-hmm. 16-year-old kid knows that in our family there are certain expectations. We've mm-hmm. talked about the pros and cons of various different things. Mm-hmm. Um, my son even knows what the wedding is going to be like. Mm. Um, you know, we're not having these arguments yeah. um, because we've already talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, problem is a lot of parents out of fear are not having those conversations mm. with their children. And I'm not talking about laying down the law conversations like it's going to be like this and this no not even having an just open dialogue just bring sorry it up. yeah so yeah. we're just we're not even talking about these things and so what do you expect they, these a lot of these people don't know what to look for or um they're they're settling or they're 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 finding spouses that you know you may not agree with and by the way parents do have a say I think respectfully, we need to acknowledge that parents do should have a great say in, and do have a say in, in who we marry because ultimately, you know, if parents are happy, Allah is happy. Mm-hmm. If our parents are happy, their du'as are with us. Mm-hmm. My Jannah, you know, the key to my paradise is with my father. My fa- my uh, Under my mother's feet is my, is my paradise. I think that parents need to be realistic with the situation that we happen to be living in. And I think young men and women also need to acknowledge that we need to you know, our parents need to be um, on the same page when we're when we're looking to get married. But if you've got these things clear, then, um, you know, it's easier for you. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, you, you kind of know what to look for. You know, if you're if and again, you know, 
The question is, how right or wrong is it for my parents to dictate what race I should get married into? Your parents can definitely share with you priorities for reasons. And if you're comfortable with that, then alhamdulillah. If you're not, then maybe you need to have those conversations with your parents and, and help them understand why you think that someone else mm-hmm. of a certain background or certain whatever may be better for you. So, you know, um, you have issues around um, getting married to someone who's been married before. I mean, even younger couples have been divorced um, and of course, parents would want that, you know, you get married to someone who hasn't been married before. And if you feel that you have found a compatible person, be it a husband or wife uh, that, you know, has been married before, uh, you need to have those conversations with your parents and help them bring them along to your side so that they agree with you and they show up with you at your marriage. I just think it's completely unfair um, when parents have not had these conversations way in advance. I'm not talking about after finding out, okay? I'm not cuz I like to tell parents that if your if your child young muslim men and women today alhamdulillah are very bright, very thoughtful, very conscious mm-hmm. uh, of so many different things and by the time they have chosen to bring someone home to their parents, they have thought about this yeah, a long time. For a very long time. Long which means by the time they've come home with someone to get married to, they're getting married to them, mm. whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. So you might as well, when you're in the, when you're in the finding process, mm-hmm. um, you know, say, hey, this is, you know, this is an ideal situation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and I, it's a, not a great example, but I'm, I'm going to use it again. Going back to the, to the example of cars, you know, if my, if my, if I were to give my son an X amount of dollars to, and say, go buy your first car, I'll probably give him some advice and what to look for and say, Hey, mm-hmm. you know what? Make sure this, 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 and this. Now, if my child came home with something, you know, I mean, you know, we're a very Japanese oriented family as most, uh, you know, people, Indians are. Uh, but if my came, if my son came home with a Mustang that I wasn't excited about, um, you know, he, he has, he has the authority. He has the haq, the right mm-hmm to sit down and talk to me and say, hey, dad, you know, I think that this is a car that's better suited for my needs because because he could simply say, because I think it's cool, you know, Mm -hmm. and at that point, I would have to look at it from his perspective Mm -hmm. and say, and so I think the same thing when it comes to our children or, you know, people getting married that we need to acknowledge that we are living in a different community and different society and more than ever in the past. People are, 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 you know, single men and women, both young and old, will be getting married to people of different cultures. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we very quickly, as Muslims, need to get on board. Mm. Um, I came across uh, a, a sister many years ago. And in her case, she happened to be from Egypt. And, uh, um, you know, she, she, we were talking about kids and marriages. This was a long time ago. And she said, I told my son he better marry an Egyptian, you know. I'm like, why? And, she, you know, she said, because our whole family, we have a large family. Mm-hmm. We're Egyptians. It may be a little easier for us to interact, yada, yada, yada. And she, she had, and so my question to her was, have you shared this with your child? And she says, yes, I have. Mm. And I said, okay, I, I'll, I'll accept that. At least that part. At least you've had the conversation with him. So it's not like, you know, Miskeen, he out of the blue, he finds someone else. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's not even fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and lo and behold, many years later, he f- happened to find an Egyptian to get married mm-hmm. to. And he was happy. And so when I did, I actually performed the wedding and I asked 
the mother. I said, are you happy? She goes, yes, of course. And so I asked the son, I said, are you doing this because your mother is making you do this? Or is this your own choice? He goes, no, it's my own choice. But I was, you know, my, I knew what my mother wanted. I knew what would keep her happy. And I kind of, I was able to find mm-hmm. someone that was compatible for me um, to get married to. I also want to share another story um, before <laughs> I no, open please, up to your please. questions. But, I, you know, uh, uh, very recently I came across a situation where uh, a young man was courting a woman. And, um, you know, and I'm, uh, w- courting or not, that's a different topic, We <laughs> that, you know, and how to court. But, you know, he was courting a woman for three years. And then, um, and, and you know, uh, there were situations in the family for which, through for which reasons, he could not bring this up with his mother, but he brought it up with her, and um, the mother just uh, wouldn't approve of it at all. Hmm. Um, they were a, a family that was Muslim um, by birth, and the young lady that he got to know was not Muslim at the time. And he let her know that, you know, if you want to get married to me, I would prefer that you would be a Muslim and, you know, you would be praying. It would be easier for for me and the family and so on and so forth. And so she went out of her way to find out about Islam, to learn about Islam, to become a Muslim, to become, you know, as great a Muslim as she could be. Um, And of course, in many cases, far better than many Muslims. but when he took her home, her her mother just his mother just said, "You can't do this." And uh, I tried to talk to him. And um, the sad part of the story was that he wanted to abide. You know, very very good young man. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to do anything to hurt his mother's feelings. Um, many of her mother's friends uh, talked to her and said, "Hey, look, this is a amazing young woman that your son has found to get married to." In the end, um, you know, he didn't go through with it. Wow. And it's very difficult in situations like this where a young woman, and now her, the young woman's family is, you know, wants her to be married. And, you know, her becoming Muslim was not known to the family. And, mm-hmm. you know, it throws a lot. Of, so yeah, so yeah. Be, if you're, if you're going to court someone to get married to young man, young woman, then, you know, you got to think way in advance mm-hmm. as to say, you know what, when I take this person home, you know, how is it going to be? You know, do I need to begin those conversations? Do I need to find out? You know, now a lot of young people would argue and say, oh, well, I don't care what my parents say. I'm going to get married. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I understand. I understand that. But I also, uh, you know, we also want to make sure that, you know, our, our parents' blessings are with us. It's very powerful that, you know, a, a parent's dua for you. Once one heartfelt dua of your parent, a supplication of your parent will make you you know sustain you for your entire life mm-hmm. and one dua against you god forbid allah forbid could hold you back from every success in life so very mm-hmm. fine area you know but very fine line sorry very fine line but not as hard as people think mm-hmm. if there was some clarity very mm-hmm. early on in the process a lot of these heartaches and headaches can be avoided so what about the situation where so now th- th- this is dealing with the parents uh, not approving of their child's potential spouse. But what about the scenario in which the parents are just opposed in general f- for their child to get married because they're too young or because um, they still need to finish s- their degree or, or whatever that case is? Cause 
I don't think we can. Uh, sorry, I don't think we can give a general answer to that. There's no, you yeah. know, we can't just. It can't be a wide stroke. Um, but I think what we need to do uh, is this needs to be dealt case by case. Yeah. You know, yeah. family members, the local imam, you know, everyone kind of needs to be, you know, you need to put this piece together and say, how are you going mm-hmm. uh, to make this happen? Um, yes, we do have, we live in a, we live in a, we live in a, we have, there's a certain system. Mm-hmm. And part of that system is you have to get through high school. You have to get through college. You have to get a job. You know, and in the process of a lot of that, there's a lot of young men and women that are, um, you know, indulging in haram. Mm-hmm. And that just cannot happen. Mm-hmm. If a person uh, physically feels that they need to get married to refrain from haram, then that's something that the parents seriously need to look into. Mm-hmm. Um, that, um, that. But obviously, know, it's difficult for a child to even begin to have that conversation yeah, with, well, pa- with parents and that's, so, that's and one so, thing so why can't the parents why aren't the parents having these conversations mm. with their children why isn't our dean yeah i remember you know this was a long time ago but our father made it very clear to us that look if you ever feel that you need to get married let me know we'll deal with that at that time mm-hmm. you know he kind of gave us a timeline already and said you know this is sort of your timeline so if you think you can so at least in the back of my mind yeah. i knew that i had an x amount of years and i could probably make it through and and be able to get married at the time mm-hmm. um now in my case yes i did get married very early per you know mm-hmm. western standards it was maybe far too early but i was married early mm-hmm. but you know alhamdulillah so i think that uh, you know and then this the western style of living sort of you know mm-hmm. where you know we just feel that our children have to uh, you know do certain things achieve certain things before they can move mm-hmm. on certain areas in their life and there's nothing wrong with that but if if the children knew that i had my parents support mm-hmm. um if children knew that okay if i'm if i'm getting married and a lot of people don't want to do this but you know if the children knew that i have a place in my parents home after i get married to pull it off a year or two if i need to you know these are the these are the these are the things we need to be talking about these these are things that our communities did for generations. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. Just because you get married doesn't mean you have to move out immediately. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, parents are, are, alhamdulillah, already supporting their children. Maybe a little more mm-hmm. wouldn't hurt. It may not be a lot, but, you know, there's there's ways around this. Or if you just can't, the Prophet says you need to fast. Mm. You know, you need to fast so that, you know, but, but so these are things that we need to be talking about, but in an, in a, in, in a hypersexualized society, mm-hmm. um, you know, where you're seeing everything from advertisements to, you know, websites that are completely dedicated to nothing but immorality, um, you know, for parents to think that my child, uh, is the ideal child and they're not thinking about, you know, the mm-hmm. opposite gender they're not uh, that's that just does i don't i don't buy yeah. that i mean it's just the reality is in just walk through a college campus yeah walk through a college campus in the summer and then you know i think it's you, you know you get you get to the realities which is which is interesting I, I i remember hearing from um from one imam or someone told me that the imam said i i would never send my children to college without them already being married or some yeah. something along those lines yeah. and i just remember thinking oh wow that's that's really interesting and it's hard um, it's hard you know 
talk to young men and women. They yeah. will tell you that it is not easy. Yeah. In fact, you know, I've had friends who tell me, imam friends who say that if these young men and women can get through college and they remain chaste and pure at the end, they're qualified to be awliya Allah, the saints, you know, saints, because they have gone through some of the greatest challenges that you can imagine. You know, I mean, the time that you have away from home, money that you have, the strength, the physical mm -hmm. strength that you have, the physical looks that you have. There's so many things that are at play here mm -hmm. um, that, you know, if you can get through that without committing a sin, you are, you're, you're a saint, you're a wali mm -hmm. of Allah. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are these are things, and, and you know, young, when when young men and women, a completely different topic, but when young men and women, college aged, come to Islamic events, go to masjids at their own accord, you know, this is that's a beautiful, mm -hmm. that's a blessed thing, you know, and mm -hmm. when all these young professionals and young college students come to the masjid for Maghrib and Isha and Dhuhr time, you know, I just look at them, I'm like, this is this is this is such a blessing, mm -hmm. this is, you know, these are beautiful people. I think parents need to acknowledge that, parent mm -hmm. and parents do also need to realize that these are not their little babies anymore mm -hmm. they're going you know th so so you have you have this entire completely other scenario where you have you know a young man came to me and said that my mom is looking for a daughter-in-law but not my wife hmm. i said what's that supposed to mean and he goes wow. she's more interested in what her relationship with her is going to be like than my relationship with her yeah. that's a disservice yeah, yeah. um immigrant parents may come still you know people who are relatively new to these lands may still want their children to get married back home or in their family or to a relative. I don't think that's fair. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, young Muslim men and women have the right to choose to get married to whoever they like. That's their haq, and a parent cannot take that haq away from them. Mm. And if you have certain ideas in mind, you can definitely share your guidelines with your children before they're even thinking about marriage. So they have those expectations in mind because most young men and women do have these, you know, are, are very, you know, are, are very obedient to their parents. But let's be real. You're sending your kid off to a college campus halfway across the country yeah. for four years. They're going to be sitting with all kinds of people, mm. you know. Young and people, they're same age. Everyone's, they're they're all in the same boat. All absolutely about the same problems. Yeah. They're all I and mean, and most most young Muslims are actually coming home with decent people to get married to. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just that parents unfortunately are not open to the idea of a different race mm -hmm. or a different culture or things like that. And, you yeah. know, and or by the way, at a young yeah, age yeah. Or and I, I'm not going to blame them all. Yeah, There's a yeah. lot of amazing people out there who are allowing a lot of these amazing things. But I think we need to, this needs to be talked more and more about, you know, more and more in the community. Mm -hmm. And this needs to become, you know, uh, the norm. Yeah. I mean, I think just to, to close this off here, I mean, we, it sounds like one of the, underlying issues that we have here is um like lack of communication you can say yeah. and you know we live in an age where you know rampant social media and technology and everything and i mean the last episode we we're talking about finding a spouse and obviously if we dis if we're disconnected from reality if we're disconnected from having these real life person to person you know conversations then we're gonna fall into all these problems that that are really yeah. modern problems, yeah. problems of the modern world. That and, we you know, have while we bring this up, just, you know, really quickly, this concept of engagement, 
you yeah, know, people yeah. being engaged for lengthy periods. There's no such thing as engagement. The, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say there's no such thing as engagement in Islam. What uh, you know, the concept of engagement in different cultures is very different. In yes. some in some cultures, it's simply sort of a promise. A promise is fine. In some cases, it's this formal party event where people yeah. get engaged, yep. and then you know you're supposed to remain engaged for four or five years, and or or whatever. But just you know? to clarify, nothing changes from Islamic perspective. Absolutely if you not. Have an engagement. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. You are still not mahram to each exactly. other. You're not. Yeah. You're still not able to hang out and you know by yourselves and and yeah. all the things that were not right before are still not right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, you know. Um, so what about this idea of? Getting a nikah, and I've, I, I, we've come across this and seen this happen. But people, some people will say, okay, get the, you know, they'll allow their children to get a nikah, but they, the, the, but they'll say, don't get the legal marriage or, 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 or whatever. You'll just have the nikah, and then that will, you know, and then when we do the walima, a few years down the line, then you can do so your a nikah. Marriage. So, so the nikah, or the aqd, yeah. or the kitab whatever you want to call it, that essentially allows for these two people to be legally married in Islam. Yeah. So they are, for all intents and purposes, they are married. married. Yes. Now, after that, they can hang out. They can, you know, it's sort of they've been promised to each other. And whenever it's convenient for them to start living together or move in together or whatever it is, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But let's also be real with that, that for all intents and purposes, they are married. Yeah. So they can do anything... Yep. That a married couple can do, um, so you know. But it is now, of course. If that's the only option, then so be it, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's, there's no harm in doing that. Mm-hmm. In fact, if it's encouraged, if you feel that someone is going to fall into haram, mm-hmm. um, but this concept of just getting engaged and then just hanging out, you know, for a few years, yeah, that's uh, uh, that can't be bought mm-hmm. strictly. Islamically speaking, it's not something that can be bought. Now, of course, you, you need a little bit of time to spend to get to know each other, mm-hmm. you know. But a lot for a lot of people, getting to know each other is just like kind of kind of hanging out. Mm-hmm. It's not hanging out. You you within a few meetings, you know, and just kind of maybe a few social activities with mutual friends. You need to figure out whether this person's yeah cut out for you or not. Yeah. But this whole like I need to get to know them and we're going to be friends for the next year yeah, or two yeah. before <laughs> I no that's there's no place for that. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say you can't get to know them, but you know that there needs to be sort of a set time and guideline. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Well, thank you, Imam Tahir. Jazakallah. Thank you again for another great talk. I thought that was extremely beneficial. And inshallah, if you guys find that beneficial, please follow us on iTunes, Spotify. Vis- visit us at halalpodcast.com. Send your questions our way, as Imam Tahir mentioned. You know, any questions or suggestions for future discussions, we can get that for you. Assalamu alaikum.